Hey, what's poppin', guys? This is the Dell's Rays Podcast. I'm Spencer. And I'm Alexander. Today's May 20th. It's a beautiful day outside. The sun is shining. The wind's going through. We would like to thank all of our listeners for tuning in to our brand new episode of the podcast. And we'd like to thank all of our followers for following our Instagram. At Delos underscore Rays underscore podcast. And as everyone knows, it is our goal to give you the highest quality baseball content on the internet. And make sure you guys always, always staying healthy, six feet apart, the usual. Now let's head into the first piece of news. The draft, as we said in the last episode, it's going to be five rounds. It's occurring June 10th through 11th, the first day, June 10th. It's only going to be the first round. The second day, June 11th, is going to be two through five. And as we said before, it's going to be on ESPN and 20000 for any unsigned guys so that will be free agents. it's definitely gonna be i'm definitely gonna tune into that yeah I'm like we said it's not gonna be that long since there's only 30 picks per round so uh-huh. i'll definitely be watching to see who gets drafted yeah our next um news article some of you might have known this actually broke out around last e- uh, yesterday evening yeah around 5 p.m 6 p.m so for those who don't know rich paul is a very famous sports agent he has his own sports agency called clutch sports with a k so he represents LeBron James, Draymond Green, Anthony Davis, famous basketball players. He's known for basketball, but he's got some others in baseball too. So obviously we know LeBron James is a part of this. Another player who's a part of this is Houston Astros third baseman, Alex Bregman. They're both part represented by Rich Paul for Clutch Sports. So now LeBron James, he has his own film company as well. They're also helping him make Space Jam 2, which will come out at some point, right? So it came out yesterday or a couple days ago, that LeBron James' film company wants to make a documentary on how the Astros cheated in the World Series in 2017. As soon as that happened, yesterday, Alex Bregman left Clutch Sports, the whole agency, in and all. He does not want to work with Rich Paul anymore. He does not want to be part of the same organization as LeBron James. That That's some crazy stuff right there. That is crazy. I didn't think that... I mean, I didn't, I didn't think... LeBron James would be the person to make the documentary on them. Yeah. I knew it was going to be someone. I thought, honestly, there would be a 30 for 30 on ESPN. But, I mean, they get the first bite, and uh, Houston Astros are not be represented by this team anymore. Uh, we got some great news for all you big, sexy fans. Bartolo Colon. He's coming out of retirement, and he's going to sign one more year with the Mets. Well, he's actually playing right now in Dominican Republic. Yes. If I don't know. I think they're also suspended, but he was set to play with the Aguilas. Um, it's a team in the Dominican Republic over there in their league. But he does want to come back to the MLB for one more season. And for you Mets fans, you might be excited because he said New York, the Mets, the New York Mets are the number one on his list to join when yeah. he comes back. He wants to retire with them, boys. I think I think he's awesome. I mean, he just came out with his new book. It's really called Big Sexy. I bought it off Amazon because he promised he'd send an autograph if you ordered it before May 12th. I made sure I ordered it like May 10th so I could secure that autograph. The book yeah. came in. The autograph's not there yet, but... Man, Bartolo Colon, what a god. But uh, continuing on the Mets, we heard some rumors about the minor league teams. So we talked about how there's a proposal to cut down from 160 teams to 120. Um, Unfortunately, that looks like it might be true. This is still a rumor. We don't know if it's official or not. Can't really say, like, it's on paper, it's dotted. For those who don't know, there's around seven minor league baseball teams per major league team. At the different levels, you got rookie short season... You got the rookie season, you yeah. got single A, single A advanced, double A, triple A, and then you go straight to the majors. Yeah, don't forget that single A short season. Well, yeah, single, I said single A short season and oh, the rookie, yeah. yeah. So, 
the Mets, is it, as of what's understanding right now, each team has to get rid of at least one team. At least. Now, the Mets are choosing to get rid of, supposedly, again, this is a rumor, the AA team, the Binghamton Rumble Ponies, Rumble Ponies, who are formerly known as the Binghamton Mets, they've been with them since the 1980s, and Class A rookie team, the Kingsport Mets. So now, they're eliminating their Class A rookie team, they will not have one, according to this rumor. But now, their short season team, the Brooklyn Cyclones, very well known, also have been there since around the 80s and 90s will move up to double-A. So then, their new minor league system would look like this. You'd have the St. Lucie Mets, then the Columbia Fireflies, then the Brooklyn Cyclones, Syracuse Mets, and then the New York Mets. So they'd only have like four or five teams left. But that's just for the Mets. We yeah. haven't heard any other news on other teams. We'll keep your eyes peeled. That, that's also just a rumor. It's just a rumor. Said. We'll keep our eyes and ears peeled, let you guys know if any other teams are rumored of being shut down. But that's, it, I think it's definitely crazy because, and this is supposed to be effective in 2021, if this is true. That's definitely going to change the game of baseball. That will definitely. You'll have a lot a lot less guys. Prospects, a lot, a lot of people are going to lose jobs, and a lot yeah. of prospects are going to have to play up. We don't know if this, not, this is because of the pandemic. We know this started because of that, if this rumor becomes true. But we hope that it can, if this, if this is true, that we hope they can bounce back and within a couple of years they add those teams back. Yeah, that would be great. Now heading into our next article piece, obviously MLB is losing a lot of money due to this pandemic, and no one, did, like, they make a lot of their money on ticket sales. Yes. So, they, every game would lead to estimated $640,000 lost for every MLB game. Um, the Tigers are expected to lose the least amount. But it's still a lot of money, $82 million. Yeah, that's, that's, a, least that's amount. a couple contracts right there. Yeah. And then the Yankees are expected to lose the most amount because they like to jack up their prices. Yeah. Um, three hundred twelve million. Whoa. So all right, that's gonna be a <laughs> lot of money lost for the team. So that's, I mean, that's a wide range from eighty-two to three twelve. But nonetheless, I mean, there's gotta be a lot in between. You yeah. add that up, you get four billion dollars. That, that's lost. That's a, that's, losing a lot. Of you money. can tell why they're trying to rush for the season to be started. Mm-hmm. Well, talking about the season getting started, we got a proposal for you from your very own Bryce Harper, brand new Philadelphia Philly from last season. He predicted that Washington Nationals would win the World Series during his uh, jersey ceremony, became number three, and he was right. The Nationals won. But he's on Philadelphia, so we got their proposal. All right, so he proposed on Instagram, I think about uh, a couple days ago. A couple days ago, or around last week after we posted our last episode. He wants it to be similar to the NBA. Now, I'll tell you how I agree with this and how I disagree with this when I'm done explaining it. It's a lot of detail, so stay with me here. He wants to be East versus West like NBA. He wants to scratch the whole three-division idea, okay? He wants games to happen every day. You get one off day every two weeks. Now, to to have that manpower, he wants to have a 30-man roster instead of 26, and he wants to have a six-man rotation instead of five. So that means you'll have, I mean, three spots left to give to bench players to bring up. Triple A team. He also wants Universal DH, which is already kind of be putting into the works, possibly for 2021-2022. So that part, you kind of already know is happening. But he, for the playoffs, he wants a two-week World Series. You might ask, how the heck does that happen? Well, he wants a 10-team round robin. before it's, He still considers the whole thing World Series. It's not really a postseason thing. Everyone's fighting for that spot. The top 10 teams out of the 30 go around robin. For those who don't know, you play each team at least once. 
All right. It's but it's a three game series. It's not just gonna be once. If you win that three game series, you move on to the next round. If you lose, you have to play a one game series against someone else for a wild card. All the losers, and then I guess half of those losers move on to the next card. And it would just keep going like that three game series until you get to the final, the World Series, which would be a seven game series. So they're saying right before the World Series would start, he wants it to be just you get two days off from the last game of the regular, I guess you could say postseason, and then the championship series. In those two days, he wants an all star game, a home run derby, and possibly MLB awards. So if you think about it this way, if you're a baseball team, you only get an off day every two weeks, and if this season starts, what, in, we're hoping July. July, yeah. Right? So you get two off days in July. You get another two in August. Two more in September. You get six off days, and then you get two more off days in the postseason if you're a postseason team. So you get eight off days the whole season. It's kind of rough. It's but I mean, really rough. And, and then he said, yeah, so during that time he wants that to happen, and he thinks he's going to draw a lot of money. Now, the playoff part, I, I don't know. It's something new. It's definitely something new. It's something that we have to get used to if it would work. So far, he's the only professional player to make it this public about his idea. I don't know if I like the regular season idea. You're going to overtax pitchers just for money and for excitement. Yeah. I don't know if I appreciate that. But I do... I I might see some sense into doing a new version of the playoffs just for this half season. I I, I wouldn't mind seeing that. But the regular season, I don't think it should be so strenuous. Yeah, I feel they should definitely... Maybe do the East and West. I'm okay with that, but I think a three-division idea is a little bit better. Oh, a lot better. Oh, I also forgot to add, though. For the playoffs, he only wants it at one stadium. So it'll be literally baseball all day. So that, would that mean that you go to the stadium, you pay yeah. for your ticket, and then you get to watch three games? Well, or I do don't, you have to watch one I don't, game? Well, no, for one I don't ticket? think he's really worried about that. He's just saying that if he wants to, like, college World Series. The college World Series, how it works, is yeah. they, they try one stadium, and then... They literally just go through it. Uh-huh. So in that in that sense, it makes sense. I like it. I like the postseason idea. The regular season idea, I'm not so yeah. for it. But, you know, I guess I could say I'm half for Bryce Harper's proposal. And if he was 100% right with the Nationals, he might be 100% right with this. We, we, I mean, really don't know, right? Sounds exciting. <laughs> All right, you know what that sound is. It's time for Alexander's fun fact of the day. Let's get it. So, Spencer... There's obviously been really dumb injuries. We know about the Yonanis Cespedes injury where he got injured yeah, on his farm. He, he rolled his ankle on uh-huh. a farm while but, chasing a, a boar. But oh, I think yeah. <laughs> I found one of the craziest injuries. Okay. So, uh, Chicago Cubs pitcher Mike Harkey was mm-hmm. trying to impress his teammates. So he's like, I'm going to do a cartwheel. He's 6'5", and this is in 1992. It's a big cartwheel. <laughs> so he goes to do a cartwheel. He lands wrong, injures his knee. Okay, he's out for six months, so he wasn't able to finish the 1992 season. He had to wait till 1993, and he had to do six months of rehab because he was doing a cartwheel. cartwheel. And it says when he got back, he never tried to do an acrobatic move again because he wasn't trying to risk that. Career there, bud. But six month DL because of a cartwheel. Wow. That's, now that's insane. That, 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 wow. <laughs> this is something you don't see. Yeah. All right, guys, get down to the brass tacks and nitty gritty of today's episode. We're here with Paul Tanisili. 
pitcher from NJCU. How you doing, man? I'm good. Thanks for having me, fellas. <laughs> Thanks for being on. So, have you been during this quarantine? Have you kept yourself busy? Uh, you know, I've been working out. Coaches have sent some at-home workouts for us to do. So, I've been trying to keep busy. You know, just trying to stay in shape, things like that. Yeah, guess what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we'll start off with some basic questions, and then we'll move to some advanced ones. We'll do some this or that to lighten up the mood, and we'll end yeah. off with some advice for uh, young ball players. Definitely. So how long have you been playing baseball? Probably about 13 or 14 years. Probably started when I was about four or five years old. They've been playing for a long time. Yeah, so it's been a while. Yeah. <laughs> How would you normally prepare for a season? For a season, um, you know, like I said, just trying to get in the gym as much as possible. You know, as a pitcher, just trying to get my arm in shape. Just, you know, I mean, I think at this level, you're just trying to, as a starting pitcher, you just want to go out and give your team six or seven innings a game and try to do that as early in the season as possible. So I think doing whatever I can to just be ready, be as strong and as in shape as possible is really – all I can do, you know. Yeah, I got you. So, like, do you have any specific, maybe tips for any pitchers listening or anything that you're doing different than you normally would for maybe next season coming up? Hmm. You know, I think over the summer, you know, I think especially now, um, just try to get as strong as possible. You know, I think now everybody's kind of in the same position. So, I think doing as many home workouts as possible, just trying to get out as much as you can, just try to throw a long toss, get your arm in shape. You know, even go for a run. You know, I think as a pitcher, you're more explosive. You know, a lot of explosive movements. So I try to do a lot of sprints, you know, just try to get my heart rate up. And, uh, you know, obviously just take care of your body, take care of your arm, listen to your arm. You know, you don't want to overdo it because especially now with not much going on, you don't want to, you know, you don't want to run into an injury now and then hopefully for the fall not be okay, you know. Yeah, definitely. No, you got to take care of yourself. Keep your body right. Uh, how do you balance your schoolwork, social life, and baseball life? Hmm. You know, that's that's a good question. I think when you're at school, you actually have a lot more free time than you think you're going to have. You know, I think I find myself, you know, I wake up, go to 1 or 2 o'clock, and then I'm, you know, headed to practice. And then I'm out of practice, usually around 6 or 7 o'clock. So then the rest of the night is really mine. You know, I can really do whatever. Um, but I have to say, there really isn't much going out. <laughs> you know, because uh, you know, on the weekends there's a lot of early mornings, a lot of long bus trips. So going out really isn't a thing that we really do. But I think gotcha. obviously schoolwork is most important. So you know, if you ever need to make an accommodation for getting schoolwork done, obviously my you know coaches are going to be okay with that. So as far as your schoolwork, what's your major? I'm a media arts major. I do a lot of stuff uh, behind the camera, a lot of editing videos and. Actually, I do some audio editing, too. So, you know, it's, it's a really fun major. Oh, that's nice, man. Yeah. So, like, you work for the school for that, too? Yeah, I actually work in the athletics department now. Um, I run the live stream for all the live sporting events on campus, obviously, except for seasons. But yeah. basketball, <laughs> volleyball, soccer, you know, I, I, uh, I run all those live streams. Nice. Big man on campus. Behind yeah. all of that. <laughs> <laughs> So you were talking about going on trips as well, like bus trips. What's your like, maybe what's your longest bus trip, and then what's your most like memorable? Like, what's the favorite place you've been to so far? Hmm. Baseball. I think the longest bus trip I've taken is probably Rowan. You know, we went down to Rowan in Glassboro last year. 
and that was probably about a two-hour bus ride from Jersey City. So, that, you know, that, that's probably the longest one. I think we went out to Maryland actually this year to open up our season as our second game, and that was like a four-hour bus trip. So that's probably the longest. But, you know, we lost that game. So that's probably a pretty forgettable one. I think the most memorable <laughs> bus trip probably have to be we played a game at Cairn University in Pennsylvania last year, and it was a really exciting game. And we ended up winning that game in the ninth inning. And that was – we were just electric on the bus ride home. So, that was a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, would love to be there. Um, what made you want to become a pitcher? Um, you know, I think really around my junior year of high school, I, um, I was kind of like a middle infielder and a pitcher, but I was like a backup shortstop. So, I wasn't really getting much time in the infield. And I knew that that probably wasn't going to be my, my ticket to play college baseball if that's what I wanted to do. So I think I really just spent a lot of time in the bullpen, just digesting whatever my coach had to say and, you know, just really putting my mind to it. And, you know, like I said, getting stronger, getting in shape. And I think I just kind of fell in love with it, you know, and my senior year came around and again, I was kind of like a backup shortstop and, you know, I really got most of my innings on the mound. So, you know, ever since then, I just kind of ran with it. So you never got to hit yet in college? No, I've not gotten it at that. <laughs> <laughs> They're too afraid you're gonna hit a dinger, man. Don't worry. Maybe. I think they might just be afraid to let me hit, you know. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> um, as far as your pitching, what does your arsenal look like? If you don't mind, like what's your favorite pitch to go to? Well, I'm a knuckleballer, so I throw about eighty to eighty yeah. five knuckleballs. Um I throw the occasional slider, you know, but I'm more knuckleball fastball. Uh, you know, throw a couple change ups in there, but I'm probably about eighty five percent knuckleball. Nice. <laughs> we talked about the last episode, yeah. like the last one. Yeah, I mean, that, you guys said with the right. It's it's a dying breed, you know. I'm, yeah, I'm not exactly saying I'm trying to keep it alive, you know, because I don't know how far this is going to take me. But you know, it, it's it's a lot of fun. You know, it's it's really it's good on your arm too. You know, I went out and I threw about 130 pitches in a game. And the next day, I felt like I was good to go. So, wow, definitely, <laughs> definitely feel like you can, you know, you can just go whenever you want. So it's awesome. Yeah. Do you have any like pregame rituals or anything? You know, I, I mean, if it's an away game, I, I usually listen to, you know, to music the whole bus ride there. Um, I'll even play games on my phone, to, you know, like mental games to try to get locked in, you know, and then once I get to the field, you know, I'll keep my AirPods in, stretch with the team, just try to, you know, get myself in the zone. And then, you know, I'll just go right into my bullpen from there about probably about a half hour before the game starts. You know, and I'll get stretched out, start throwing, and, you know, it takes me right up to game time. So, you know, you don't – I mean, now that I think about it, you kind of just get so locked in that you can't even really remember a routine, you know. It just happens. Yeah. You know, I love to I love to throw footballs before start, you know, just get my arms stretched <laughs> out, get loose. But that's – I mean, listening to music and throwing a football around is really the only thing I can specifically remember about getting ready for a game. Okay. So, do you have maybe – Maybe digging a little deep here. What's your most challenging part? Do you think about being a pitcher, maybe by yourself or just in general? Um, and I'm not saying this is a knuckleballer. I think when you just don't have your great stuff, it's really tough to kind of figure out what's working. You know, if you're a pitcher and you don't have a fastball one day, and you haven't got to rely on like a slider or a curveball or a changeup, it's it's really tough to get by because hitters just they zone that up. You know, and it's hitter, especially at the high school and college level, like those hitters are good and well-trained enough to know 
release points, spin on the ball. It's, you know, if you don't have your best stuff, and a lot of guys usually don't, you know, they're not going to have every single pitch, every single outing. But, you know, I think just being able to refine that stuff well enough to be able to get by, you know, give your team five or six innings without, you know, with your B stuff, I think that's mm-hmm. kind of the toughest thing. So you really got to prepare for that in the offseason, you know, in your bullpens and your pitch design sessions and just everything like that. It's really, you know, that's probably the toughest part. Gotcha. What professional player do you, like, look up to? Well, my favorite baseball player ever is Alfonso Soriano. Ooh, he's dirty. Honestly, <laughs> I don't really know why. I think my dad at a young age is just, like, you just love watching him play. And – you know, those days with the Cubs, he was a great player, man. I think he was a really underrated guy. And when he got traded back to the Yankees, I was the happiest 13-year-old in the world. So he's probably my favorite player of all time. And I think from a leadership standpoint, I think you look at Derek Jeter, you know, I think the way he handled himself, especially playing in New York and handling the media, I think he's a great guy to look up to. And, you know, like I said, now that I'm a knuckleball, I probably look up to guys like Tim Wakefield and Phil Necro. Yeah, you know, the way that they banged out a 20, 25 year career, you know. So, those are probably the three guys I look up to the most of the four guys. Staying on that same MLB train, what is your favorite moment as a fan? Hmm. Well, there's a lot, but obviously, I think the 2009 World Series is up there, you know, watching the, I mean, that's the only World Series I can remember the Yankees winning. And then I was actually at, Derek Jeter's last home game. Oh, so when he got that, I hit. saw that walk off. I was screaming my head off. So that was probably <laughs> one of the best moments I've ever been a part of. And I was at the ALDS game, game three, when the Yankees played the Indians in 2017. They won that game one nothing, and Greg Bird hit that home run to win the game in the seventh or the eighth. And I've never heard Yankee Stadium so loud. It was it was amazing. That was an electrifying to be there. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, as as like a baseball player, what is your favorite moment of your like baseball career? Hmm. My baseball career, um, maybe signing to play in college. You know, I think you just kind of look back and say, you know, all that hard work and those extra hours in the gym and you know, on the field taking batting practice, even though I was a pitcher. You know, just all that hard work you put in, and you know, it all kind of comes into fruition, and you realize that you're you know, going to play at the next level because, you know, that's always been the goal. You know, just take it as far as you can. So if we bring it back to game day for a bit, you got a game that day. Is there any, like, food that you might typically eat or stay away from? Um, I think the night before, I'll always stay away from, like, greasy foods, you know, stuff that might keep me up at night. Um, gotcha. You know, you try to keep it light the night before. You know, maybe have a salad, maybe have some pasta. Um, you know, and then you wake up and I usually eat a bowl of oatmeal in the morning, you know, before a game. And then I'll actually, if it's an away game, I'll actually bring a couple of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, you know, just something to get in my stomach either on the bus or yeah, even, even <laughs> during the game, you know, I'll try to sneak one into the bullpen, <laughs> go down there between innings and have a sandwich and then obviously have it on the ride home. If it's a long bus trip. So, you know, I mean. You try to just keep it light. You know, obviously, when you get home, you're going to have a big meal because you're starving. But the yeah. night before and the day of, you try to just keep it light. You keep on yeah. rolling. Um, Now, talking about meals, do you have any cheat meals, like a go-to cheat meal or something? I love cheeseburgers. 
and I love buffalo wings. Those are my two favorites. I love pizza too. You know, buffalo chicken pieces just just hits different sometimes. So those are probably my my three. You know, burgers, wings, and pizza are probably my you know three of my favorite foods. So that's probably my favorite cheat day meal. What are your favorite places to get though? Hmm. That's that's a good question. There's a lot of places that I love. There's a place called Giorgio's in Jersey City that has great pizza and it's really cheap. So I'll go there, you know, if I'm in the mood for pizza. Uh, you know, cheeseburgers, I love – I mean, you can't. it's tough to mess up a cheeseburger. You know, so there's a lot of places that just have good burgers. And uh, wings, I guess, kind of the same. You know, just – I love Buffalo Wild Wings, but I haven't been there in a long time. Yeah. Beat up yeah. <laughs> Um. No. Like, what does your off day look like? Like when you don't have a game or you don't have practice, you just have an off day. Yeah, Mondays are off days. Um, this past semester, I had class eleven twenty to two o'clock, so I'd get off practice. Maybe I'd get a lift in, you know, just do something to stay active. But it's a lot of just relaxation, you know, catching up on homework. That's big, you know. If there's nights where you're kind of behind and you know you can't get it done because you're up late and you know, doing other homework or, you know, getting home from a late bus trip. You know, I think Monday is really my day to kind of just sit back and relax and get some work done. Gotcha. So you need that day to just reboot yourself, get ready for yeah, Tuesday. Because Tuesday, Tuesday's game day for us. You know, it's an out-of-conference day. So you kind of just kind of sit back and relax and just wait for, you know, wait for Tuesday to come around. So do whatever you can do to keep busy. Do you have certain days during the week that's already preset you're going to have games that's not, like, yeah, spontaneous? Tuesdays are um, out-of-conference days. And then Thursdays and Fridays, we play a two-game series against a conference opponent. And then Saturday, we play a doubleheader against a conference opponent. Yeah. Oh, okay. I got you. Yeah. That makes more sense. All right. We're going to go into this or All that right. question. So, we got PS4 or Xbox? PS4. Yes. PS4. <laughs> that, that is what's yeah. up right there. So we obviously know. I mean, I think I know you're gonna pick your hamburgers or hot dogs. Yeah, of course. I mean, chocolate or vanilla. Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, yeah, I think I love vanilla ice cream, but I think I love chocolate. I could agree with that. I could agree with that. Chocolate ice cream is a little too yeah. rich, yeah, too but chocolate by itself. Ooh, that's, that's Pancakes or waffles? Pancakes. Oh, yes. I'm more waffles, I mean, waffles have their place, you know, but I think pancakes are just going to go. Chicken. I put chicken on my yeah. waffles. That's what chicken. Yes. All right. I got Coke or Pepsi? Coke. Ooh, okay. okay. Even iPhone or iPhone. Android? <laughs> I'm, I'm looking there. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking I got, got Samsung S10. <laughs> I just don't like – I don't know. The iOS just doesn't appeal to me. I don't like it as much. Are we got iced or hot coffee? Oof, that's another good one. I think it depends on the season. You know, I think if it's cold, you go hot coffee all the way. But I think in the summer and the spring, iced coffee might be the way to go. That makes sense. Yeah, I agree with that. Hard shell or soft shell tacos? Probably hard shell. I think soft shell, I more go burrito and not – yeah, yeah, not taco. The crunch is good. Yep. <laughs> All right, we're going high socks or low pants for game day. Hmm. 
I think pitch days I go stirrups. Oh, okay. I probably have to go high pants. All right. And now we got our last one. Now, this is going to be controversial for all of our listeners listening in from New Jersey. I think you know what I'm going to talk about. Taylor Ham or Pork Roll. You know, I think that's what oh. I'm saying. I mean, I go to school in North Jersey. My dad's from North Jersey. Mm-hmm. So, I, I, you know, I kind of just picked up on his lingo. I go Taylor Ham. <laughs> Get me a Taylor Ham egg and cheese. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> all right. So. As far as this upcoming season, hopefully when it comes in soon for the MLB, what is your prediction? What do you think is going to happen? I, don't know. I think in the AL, I think it's going to be Yankees Astros again, the ALCS. As much as I hate the Astros, yeah, I, I mean, I still mm-hmm. think they're one of the more talented teams in the AL. But I mean, I think the playoff picture in the American League is kind of going to be the same as last year. You know, I think the Rays make it again, I think the A's make it again. I think the White Sox are going to be in that wild card race, but I think the Twins win Central again. Okay, yeah. And, uh, oh, definitely. They were over 100. Oh, yeah, they're going to do it so. again. You know, especially adding Donaldson to that lineup. It's just, you know, they're going to hit on the home runs again. Mm-hmm. So. And they're adding two more teams, it looks like, for each uh, oh, league. Yeah. Two. So it'll be 14 yeah. instead of 10. And I think in the NL, the NL is a little bit tougher. You know, I think, I think obviously the Dodgers yeah. win the West. I don't think that's going to be close. Um, of course. I think the Cardinals or the Reds is going to come out of the Central. But I think whoever doesn't win that division, I think, might slip into the wild card round. And then I think the East, I, I mean, look, the East is going to be the toughest division in baseball this year. You know, I think you have, yeah. I think the Braves and the Nationals are playoff teams. I think if the Mets stay healthy, they could be a playoff team. You know, I think they have a lot of talent on that roster. Um, and then even a team like the Phillies. I think the team like the Phillies could win, you know, 85 to 87 games this year. I, yeah. I think the East is going to be a dogfight, um, but I'd probably have to go with the Braves again. Um, I, I mean, the NL wild card is going to be tough. You know, I think you have, like, a ton of teams fighting for, for two spots. You know, I think you have teams like the Reds, the Nationals, the Mets. I mean, even the Cubs and the Brewers could, you know, give a, you know, give a run at Honestly. it. So. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, the, the thing with the NL East is it's like they're all all of them have a chance of winning that one and two spot, exactly. except for the Marlins. Yeah, <laughs> so you don't know what's gonna happen. It's never gonna be the best. Exactly, you're exactly right. I think if, if a team like the Phillies finishes in second place, it's not exactly the biggest surprise in the mm-hmm. world. So that division is just yeah. so deep. There's so many really good teams in there. You know that. Has been like that in a while. Yeah. <laughs> Now, you were talking about, like, the playoff bracket. Who do you think is going to take the World Series? Uh, I think it comes down to the Dodgers and the Yankees. Um, and then I think uh, it's, it's tough. You know, obviously, you'd love to go with the Yankees, but I think the Dodgers yeah. lineup is great. I think it's probably the best in baseball. Um, I think if the Yankees were healthy, you know, if they had guys like Severino and, you know, I think if Batantis was back and, you know, they – I mean, I think the Yankee bullpen is better than the Dodger bullpen. It's – it's it's. Uh, oh, yeah. I think that would be a great series. And, honestly, I can't really give you a win because, you know, we're – Garrett Cole was good. You know, he was great last year. But mm-hmm. in, the, in the in the World Series, he was a little shaky, you know, so. But, again, a guy like Kershaw can't pitch in the World Series either, so. I think exactly. I think it's going to be a dogfight. I wouldn't see it going less than six games, but 
I mean, just off the top of the head, I, I mean, I would probably go with the Yankees. You know, I think the rotation's good. I think Tanaka's a great pitcher in the playoffs. Um, and I think they can just stitch it together. You know, so I, I, I'd have to go with the Yankees this year. I think it'd be fun to watch that series because it wouldn't be David versus Goliath. Goliath. It'd be Goliath versus Goliath. Two powerhouses in baseball. It would attract two people to watch baseball. You know, two of the most iconic franchises in sports. I think that would be a great series to watch. I mean, they used to play in Brooklyn, too. So it's almost like. I think it was 1955 they met in the series. And, you know, both teams were in New York. So I think that's just a historic match, Mm -hmm. you know. Because the Dodgers, I know when Jackie Robinson was on the team, he played with the Dodgers against the Yankees six times in the World Series. And they lost five times. The Yankees won five out of six. Yeah, the, the Dodgers only won out of all those times. That's insane. So, I'm sure that a lot of social media is going to be taking advantage of that when they make it. They're like, oh, Jackie Robinson, back in the 15, they played, and then there's this and that. Yeah. We can match up again. So who do you have for MVP? Hmm. Well, MVP, I mean, it's hard not to go with Trout. You know, I mean, yeah. I think he's just – I think he's going to be one of the best players of all time when it's all said and done. Um, you know, I think especially if the Angels can win, you know, 90 games with Rendon. And they didn't really do much for their pitching staff, but I think their offense is just going to be a juggernaut. So, I mean, I, I'd probably have to go with Mike Trout again. And then the, the NL is going to be tough. You know, I don't think Bellinger or Betts wins it. I think that lineup is just too stacked for one of those guys to win MVP. Uh, maybe Yelich again. You know, maybe someone like that. Um, yeah, I think he can step up after so injury. You know, but I think dark horse candidates are, you know, they're they're real this year. I think especially in a shortened season, you could have a guy come out of nowhere and just have a great, you know, 50 games and win the MVP. So, it, it, that's true. I didn't think about that. Like that, because in a shortened season, guys aren't going to have that many at bats, and the numbers aren't going to be as inflated as usual. So, you know, I think it's going to be tough to make predictions like that. Yeah, definitely. I don't. Know, I don't know if you've been watching. But my dad isn't watching the KBO. I, I've been checking in a little bit. I watched a couple games. It's it's exciting. You know, it's. I mean, yeah, it's, it's cool. Just live baseball. Live baseball is, you know. <laughs> It's, 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 it's awesome. You know, I mean, you just – you miss the game. You miss watching on TV. So, whatever way – I mean, I've been watching old college baseball games for weeks now. You know, so just finding a way to watch baseball on TV is just, you know, hard, but it's it's so great to watch t- baseball on TV. Yeah, I think it's definitely going to help the market because MLB – I mean, if we're being, like, really honest, the NBA is like, the best at marketing – their league and the fact that MLB might be the only team playing or the league playing right now when it starts, yeah. it's definitely going to help and them it, as far as the MLB kind of screwed up because they wanted to centralize all their content, you know. So now the only way you can watch mm-hmm. baseball is really on MLB Network, you know, especially right now. So, it's, yeah, it, you know, it's there that's why it's tough to market because you're not really putting it out there, you know, you're kind of you know, it's not yeah. a basic cable channel. So, people that don't have MLB Network aren't mm-hmm. really watching baseball. so just tough to find those markets, especially when you're not giving your content to everyone. Yeah. yeah. The one thing I've been doing to try to watch baseball, besides the KBO, I know on Facebook, they sent out a new weekly schedule every week, of like famous moments in history, like yesterday, 
was Tom Glavin's 300th, um, I think, win. Matt's and I did the Homer Derby 1998. I've been watching old Yankee games yeah. on the Yes Network. So, you know, just watching old baseball, too, is really cool. You know, seeing how the game has evolved since, yeah. you know, like especially with Tom Gladden, that was, you know, what, early 2000s? You know, so that was just seeing how the game changed since then. It's really cool. Now, sadly, we're going into the last question. But it's a good one. What advice do you have for young baseball players? Hmm. You know, I think just stick to the grind. You know, obviously it gets tough. You know, especially when I was in high school, it was tough figuring out what position I wanted to play. Um, you know, because I kind of came up as a guy who just played everywhere. You know, and I wasn't really a pitcher. I was a guy who could pitch. You know, but I think when you kind of fall in love with it, it's easy to just stick with. You know, and I think when it comes to the recruiting process, don't leave any stone unturned. You know, I mean, I had a school in mind that I wanted to go to. I thought it was, you know, I was going to go there and that was it. NJCU came in and I said, you know, out of courtesy, I'll go visit the school. I'll talk to the coach. And I fell in love with it. You know, so I think out of courtesy, you really have to give everyone the respect they deserve in terms of the recruiting process because, you know, you might find something you really like. And I think, you know, it's an investment, definitely. You know, time, money, obviously, it's it's everything, you know. And if you really love it and you really want to stick to it, you're going to have no problem, you know, finding a place to play or, you know, making time to fit in that busy schedule. So I think if you really love the game and, you know, you really are hell-bent on playing at the next level, take every opportunity you can to get better, to get stronger, get faster, because those opportunities will come. You know, I wasn't the best high school player, but – you know, I had an opportunity to play college baseball, and I said, you know, I'm going to miss the game if I don't play in college. So it's it was something that I really wanted to do, and I'm really excited that I still get the chance to play the game I love and the game I grew up playing. And it's it's just such an honor to be playing at the next level. So I think that's what I would probably have to leave a young player with is if you love the game, just don't stop. You know, find a way to keep playing, find a place to keep playing because, you know, you're going to miss it when it's all over. So take advantage of playing and, um, you know, really just cherish the moments you have on the field with your teammates and your friends. Definitely some good advice. Yeah, there. definitely good advice. hope all the young ball players <laughs> out there listening to him is preaching. <laughs> um, we want to thank you so much for being on a call with us. That is an interview and putting yourself out oh, there yeah. for everyone to listen to. Really appreciate that. If you have anything for us or if you want to plug anything, yeah, you're more than welcome to. You guys keep up the good work. You know, I've listened to your podcast. It's a lot of great stuff. So just, you know, keep up the good work. Seems like you guys are having a lot of fun with it. Yeah, no problem. Uh, thank you so much, man. Uh, we'll keep in touch. Definitely. And thank you Thanks again for, for being a part of this. You too. Stay safe, man. All right, guys, that was our interview with Paul. We'd like to thank him again for being on for this episode. We had a great time, great conversation. You know, we learned about how he likes pizza and wings and cheeseburgers, how he gets ready for game day, you know, sometimes a little cheat days, and how he's ready as a student athlete at NJCU. And so he had some great advice. So all the young ball, young ball players, excuse me, listen to him as he preaches out the word. Uh, again, thank you for all of our listeners for tuning in. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Delos underscore Reyes underscore podcast. We can't thank you enough for being part of this journey with us.
Yeah, make sure you guys are staying healthy, usual. And uh, make sure you stay safe. And let's bring baseball back. Thank you.